We interrupt your normal CondoCon continuations for some emergency. Did you think Halloween was over? Well, uh, yeah, I guess it is. But this is still Spooky Week, and we have the perfect game to end these frightful festivities. Sit back, shine a flashlight into your favorite sewer grate, and enjoy this one shot of murderous ghosts. Alright, murderous ghosts. My name is David Witchers. My name is Marisa. Is that your en- like your entrance? Alright, murderous ghosts, let's go. <laughs> We're playing murderous ghosts. It's uh, a game by Vincent Baker, and also I think his wife McGay Baker helped with this one. So it's perfect Halloween time. I am going to be Scarlet. So have you been urban spelunking for a bit? Or is this your first time, or what? Um, I watch a lot of urban spelunking on TikTok and Instagram. And I like to walk around my neighborhood and check out old houses and um, empty buildings. And so I've decided to try it for myself. Nice. Oh, so this is kind of your first time going sewering and all that. I would say yes and no. Like, I've probably been urban spelunking with other friends. I feel like I've been on other trips watching TikTok and Instagram and stuff. But, so this um, is kind of the first time you're doing it alone. I think this was the probably the first time that I'm doing it by myself. Oh, I love that. Nothing could go wrong. Don't even worry about it. I think I felt like I've watched enough and I've hung out with friends enough that I wanted to go do this and no one was available. And so I decided to just do it by myself. Did they all cancel last minute or they just from the beginning like, I, I can't do it. I'm busy. I think most people were like, yeah, I would like to go, but it just depends on you know, what I'm doing the day before Halloween. So, mm. you know. Oh, you're going on mischief night? Incredible. I just thought it would be something fun to do that would be different than just going to a party or hanging out at home. So I thought, here's a fun plan. And most everybody said, yeah, I'll probably go with you. And then most everybody, pretty much everybody, decided to back out at the same time. Mm. Mm-hmm. And... You're in your early 20s, I guess? I'm like mid-20s, you know. I'm definitely out of college and, you know, I'm just sort of starting my life and deciding, you know, kind of where I want to go from here. Is this the town you grew up in? Are you kind of familiar with it or is it a new place you moved to? I definitely think it is, you know, it's the town I grew up in, small town, you know, there's not a ton to do, which is why there's so many cool places to go urban spelunking. Like it's a, a town that's pretty small, but past its prime. It might have been bigger in the past, but not it's, anymore. It certainly has a lot of, um, you know, history, but yeah, it's not as popular as it used to be. And, you know, and I just never really thought to move out of this area and I like it for the most part. I have a job and friends, and it's small enough, but, you know, still close enough to a bigger city. So if I really wanted to, I could go somewhere else. But for now, I'm feeling pretty comfortable here. Nice. All right. Well, with that background out of the way, I guess, turn to start. I am considering myself an urban spelunker. I just don't have as much experience as some people. 
I've been sewing with my friends and pretty much the best I can come up with is the abandoned factory where the Platte Street curves besides the river. So I figured I would explore in the sub-basement and I'm, you know, been exploring for a while. I'm pretty far from the sewer hatch that I came through. Um, there's not a lot of stairways around the access up or out, but generally I know which way I'm going because I've been careful I'm not going to get lost. So, yeah, I don't have to worry too much. I think that this is pretty, for my first time by myself, I think it's pretty tame. Mm-hmm. Turn it on. Nice. All right, let's see. So I'm imagining, like, that you actually have to go through the sewer to get here. So I'm imagining kind of the uh, tunnel, the sewer tunnel, like running water in the middle, maybe, hopefully... Like rainwater, who knows? It doesn't smell great either way. And there's two little like walkways that just you can go single file. That's very narrow on either side of it. And this one eventually realized like, oh, this has to be through the factory. Maybe it has like a chemical sign on it, like a, a big orange square that says uh, just an exclamation point. Do you have a name for this factory? Is it something like generic, maybe Chemco or something? Um, sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah, sure. Chemco. It's like very late 70s, early 80s like logo. It's a triangle that has like three lines in the middle. Like, oh my god. So cutting edge in the future. <laughs> According to that time period. It's like faded. Almost like a sticker that was on there and there's like rips in it. It might have been colorful at one point, but now it's mostly beige. Oh my gosh, this is the access to Chemco. Who thought that they would just leave this on a dent like this? Yeah, and you kind of just are able to push your way in. What's your light source? I have a small um, handheld flashlight, and then I have my phone. Okay. So, I assume you're using the flashlight currently? Yes. Maybe you have to like push it a little bit, but it's not doesn't seem to be locked or anything, or if it's locked... Oh, maybe when you do open it, there's like a huge like click, and like some stuff falls out, and you're like, oh, this might have been locked, and it was just rusted to the point where I just broke it. Oopsie daisy. And I guess in the the actual sewer tunnel, you could see the little openings that the, would go to the street above you. You can kind of see like the barest little rays of light coming in from the street lamps and stuff. But when you close this door, it's your complete darkness except for your flashlight. So good thing. Hopefully you have a lot of batteries in there, right? Sure. Don't worry about it. I think this is like a narrow hallway. You kind of go down. It's maybe, I don't know. Probably a, a good distance, actually. I'm thinking like 20 or 30 feet, and just in this narrow hallway, maybe two people could walk shoulder to shoulder, but not much more than that. It would be uncomfortable. And then it goes into another door. It's like kind of the only path you have. Maybe if you look, put your flashlight down, you can see little grooves, and it's like, oh, maybe like carts or something went through here at some point. Lots and lots over the years. There's like little wheel marks left in there. I guess it would be... Um, one of those doorknobs with like the little trigger, you know, you have to do with your thumb. Mm-hmm. So that's also metal. And then just feel it when your thumb touches it. It's like rusty and it like comes off in your hand. It's like, oh, that's, that's weird. Hopefully I get, you got your tetanus shot recent, recently. But yeah, you open that. It seems like you're on the, like the factory floor now, kind of like the warehouse. And this is one of those like heavier doors, you know, and the, uh, to leave, it's one of those like bars that you would press against. It's like a horizontal bar to open it, so you could do it with like your back if you needed to. 
You know what I mean? You're kind of just looking around and, and your flashlight doesn't even go to the other side of the wall. It's like, wow, this is like a huge kind of big warehouse area. This is lots of stuff to explore in here. And then the door shuts on its own and it kind of startles you, clicks back into place, and you hear it echo. So it's kind of hard to place exactly how far away. It seems distant at first, but then the echoes catch up to you and you hear someone scream. It sounds like agony. What's your first thought when you hear that? My first thought would definitely be scared. Because mm-hmm. normally I'm with my friends. Obviously, I'm worried that hearing a scream means either there's other urban spelunkers maybe that are around, or obviously the scariest thing, which is that there's somebody there. Mm. Yeah. So from what you told me, your, your first instinct is kind of flight. Yeah. So, so you turn around, maybe jiggle this uh, bar, and you realize maybe because it's so old or rusty and or both, it's like stuck now. As you're pushing on this like bar, this metal bar, to hopefully open the door, but you see it's too far gone, it echoes around this vacuous warehouse, and you're like, okay, wait. And you test it a few times, and you're like, Okay, that kind of sounds like a scream, actually. It's like a high-pitched noise. Maybe that was maybe that was the noise, and just the echoes played tricks on your head. Go ahead and turn to page Grand Tree 2. Okay, so the worst thing that this suggests to me is probably a threat, so I have to turn to 28. And now I'm not very confident about my choice. <laughs> a threat to me here and now. Tell the MC the best thing you've done in your life so far. And then draw. Um... The best thing I've done in my life so far is I was the first person in my family to go to college and that was a big thing for me because everybody else in my small town, most everybody just goes to uh, get a job after high school or they leave the city to get a better job or go to school or they just stay behind and they kind of just do like small town jobs in a small town place but I got a full scholarship based on my academic accomplishments and was able to actually go to college and and finish with a degree when none of my family did and it's kind of rare to you know be able to do that in my town and since I went to college like literally right next to the same town that I was at I was always home anyway so you know it was um, kind of a big thing, like I guess a community college, but they don't call those anymore. Yeah, I think it's state college now, right? So, you know, more like a college that I was able to get a degree in, but not like a big, you know, huge college, just something kind of small and allowed me to do something to impress my parents and my family and my friends. And now I'm back home and just kind of figure things out, but. It was a big accomplishment at the time for me and my family. Mm, okay. I love that. So they're very proud of Scarlet. Yeah. Nice. So now I guess you get to draw. Okay. On my first draw of the game, this is a free card. No matter what it is, count it as a 13 to 20. Nice. Do I pick up this one? Yeah. This is my hand. One face down card. So this goes into your hand. It's always face up. And it counts as a what? I don't know. What's Jack? It says it counts as something else. It says it counts as a 13 to 20 no matter what. Oh, yes. Great. 
So normally, face cards are all 11. Now it's 13. But just for this time. Okay. If you haven't seen a ghost here, tell the MC to turn to 3. I mean, I don't think I've seen a ghost at this point, so turn to 3. Mm. Alright, perfect. So, based on everything you know so far, you kind of had that, maybe you had that thought where we just saw a flashback of that, it's up to you, if you're actually thinking of, you know, your greatest accomplishment or not. But at least we as the audience saw that flashback, like that, that memory. Maybe Scarlet did too. Based on the everything that's happened so far, what do you think she would do next? So if I turned around and I can't open up the bar on the door, I think the thing that she would do, which would be the most common sense for her, is to just walk along the wall mm. and see if there's another door that she can go out of. Just to make sure that she can even open another door to get out. Otherwise, if she's going to try all the doors on the one side and none of them open, then she has to go forward. She doesn't have a choice. But I think her first instinct is going to be, I am all by myself. This is the first time I'm doing this alone. Maybe I don't have the best reception down here. I should probably find a door that I can prop open. Okay. So I think as you're going along the wall... Notice it's kind of like cinder blocks, and they might have been painted at some point, but now there's like a flaky paint coming off it, and underneath, like the the cinder blocks are like green, like almost like a like a neon, like kind of bright green when you see it in there. It's like a limestone sort of thing, I guess. And it, oh, I didn't mention the the smell is also very interesting. It's like a very pungent, like a like a swimming pool chlorine. When you take a full deep breath, especially after maybe you had a, a fright a minute ago, bad shallow breaths now, if you're trying to take a deep breath, like if you take the deepest breath possible, it's like, oh, that kind of like hurts my lungs breathing in this like weird smell that hard. But yeah, you're kind of going along and you, some things that you see are uh, lots of like scaffolding. It's like, it was probably at one point bright yellow paint. It's, you still see like remnants of that, like flaking off of these like poles and stuff that are going up to like a what would be like another level above but just in like catwalks and scaffolding and such and every now and then there's like a ladder that you could go up there if you so chose but under underneath the the flaking yellow paint is like just rusted is this the most safe who knows maybe not there's lots of that they're they're all around these different big tanks like huge tanks 15 feet tall or more and uh, they're kind of like made of plastic they're not metal, for sure. So they're at least not corroded, as far as you know. And there's all kinds of, like, signs and stickers on them. You kind of put your flashlight on them, and they're these orange squares, and they have different symbols on them. Who knows what they mean? Lots of skulls and crossbones and things like that. Like a symbol in orange on most of these, if not all of them. Like a tree without leaves and then an upside-down fish. It's like, what does this mean? <laughs> Who knows? You see a lot of those, um, and if you keep going, you eventually are going to come to this, um, this like room, like kind of a, it's built like an interior room. What's the best way to describe this? Almost like a trailer that's inside this huge warehouse, I guess. And there's some interior windows in there, you know, from the trailer looking out on, into the warehouse. But that's kind of the that and the the catwalks, the the two main things that you come across. Maybe this is like the first. This is when you get to the corner, I guess, of where the warehouse is. 
So do you keep going, or do you want to explore one of those two options? What are the two options? So you can go up onto the scaffolding to see, um, like a mezzanine almost, like a, a bunch of these like metal lattices and stuff that you can go and kind of walk on these catwalks and see a story up to where these tanks and stuff are, and there might be something else up there. It seems like they go most of the way throughout the, um, the huge warehouse, which you still are not very clear how big it is. There's that, and then there's almost like a like a trailer kind of thing, like a, a room in this room. I think the main thing about Scarlet is that she has grown up in this small town, and, well, used to be like a busier town, and now it's kind of like a smallish town. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she got away a little bit to go to college and experience life, but she still kind of stays close to her like family and friends in the smaller town mm-hmm. I think she's doing this to be brave and like get outside of her element when it comes to like doing this urban spelunking but I think at the end of the day she's still very nervous like the fact that she even came out here by herself is huge mm-hmm. like she did it just because she felt like well if my friends aren't going to go then I'm going to prove them wrong by going by myself so I don't think she's as brave enough to, like, go up a, to a mezzanine. Like, mm. she already got locked out of one room. It, going up there seems like it could be super dangerous and, like, she could fall. So I think it makes more sense to just go to the other room. Yeah, okay, perfect. So this one, maybe uh, it's, like, two big windows. And then in the middle, there's, like, a door. And you put your flashlight on the window and it's, like, a... First you think it's, like, dust, maybe? And maybe you do, like, wipe it and there's, like, some dust on it, but it's, like, clouded even beyond that. And there's, like, scratches on it, like, all over this one window, at least. But, yeah, you can go into the door there. Let's see. So you've left left this space for another. So I go to five now. Hmm. Okay. So I'm going to have you draw. Okay. Now that this is not your first one anymore... You can keep your hand, but before you draw, you can, you always have the option of um, discarding your whole hand. Right now you're at 11, which is pretty good. What, 13 to 20 is like the best result you can have, so you just need like a 2 or more, essentially. Yeah. But if you get another face card, it's bad news. Okay, so the audience needs to know this is basically blackjack. Yeah. Alright, I'm ready. I got five. five. So your total 16. is 16. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think the first thing you see on this is the far wall from you. There's a bunch of um, little cubbies built into the, the wall there. Like one one foot by one foot, like square little cubbies. They're full of these little rolls of paper. Many of them are full to like the brim. There's no other room in this cubby for anything but these rolls of paper now. If you pull one out, kind of unroll it, like uh, imagine like receipt paper. Looks like who knows what. It's like numbers and chemicals and subject four four five seven four Y. Subject seven five eight nine two date four five seven eight nine ten W. It's like what? Okay. And there's just a whole wall of these things. Maybe if you look at some other ones, they kind of like are so old and disgusting that they like fall apart in your hands and that's most of this room there's also 
these old machines in here. It looks like lots of them have been like torn open, like maybe with like crowbars. Maybe you can see like the remnants of that, and all the wires have been taken out. So it looks like people have been in here before you. And um, there's a bunch of really old computers in here, like at a desk. They're not even flat screens. Giant break your back to lift the monitor, even situation, and the computer part under the desk is even bigger than that. How do these old people deal with these computers? And they're probably all torn open too. Looks like they're in the corner. There's like a shower with um, just like a metal rusted rack it has just rags dangling from it. And you're like, oh, this was maybe a curtain, I guess. But there's a little yellow shower. It's all yellow flake paint too. Oh, there's maybe like a safe that's also um, torn open stuff. And when I say safe, like a big one, like a like three feet tall, okay, like a really big, almost like a foot locker type thing, like on on its end. But that's been torn open, and stuff has been you know yanked out of it. Whatever whatever was there is is long gone. Yeah, it's just a lot of old just old equipment. And I think maybe the desk that the two windows are kind of like you could sit at this desk and look out these two windows, you know, onto the floor. There's just a panel in front of both of them. And they're one of they're these panels that you would have to open like a little plastic cube and then turn a dial. And there's one on each each of these stations. Um, and you have to do it at the same time, you know, like for missile defense kind of thing. It looks like both of them have been turned at some point. One of them is like plastics broken open. Yeah, and I think as soon as you kind of look at these and kind of examine the little dials from these two stations it's like a, like a, an unsettling feeling it just washes over you yeah what do you do how do you react to any of that uh regardless of feeling alone one of the things that scarlet does is take a lot of pictures so that she can show her friends later so that she can be like look what i found look what you missed out on or even throw it into like her local you know urban splunking you know facebook group to be like wow has anybody been here has anybody looked at these things what do you think of this what does this mean so i think her initial reaction is to just take pictures and she's really intrigued by what exactly is happening here but i also think that she's really freaked out at the same time internally that she doesn't want to show it because she's alone like if she freaks out then who's she gonna freak out to so internally i think she's more like this could be a bad place but i don't know much about it also having lived in this town her entire life and not knowing what this chemical plant does and then seeing that makes her really nervous Mm -hmm. so um thinking like oh well is this like a well-kept secret that my parents knew about, but I never knew about, you know? So, cause as far as she's known it, it's never really been open. So I think, yeah, the initial response is take, take some pictures to record everything and then just back away. Cause she's too afraid to actually accidentally touch anything that might set something off. Yeah. And let me give you some other options too, because I think when you're taking these pictures, like the flash of your camera and everything, uh, your phone camera. I said the warehouse floor, like the windows seem to be clouded some way. Taking a step back and maybe with your flashlight, you can't really see it. It's like weird stuff on the, the window you can't see out. But then when you take a 
few steps back and take that picture, you realize like, oh, that's just like graffiti. It's like paint over it that says um, Tumba. Just like in like the fun like graffiti letters and everything. And then you probably also see that, oh, there's a on the far, I guess. So when you walked in <laughs> to the right, so the uh, further into the the warehouse, I guess, side. Oh, there's a door there too. Like this little weird trailer, like extra room. You can move some of the machinery and go further into this room or you can go back the way you came. Like maybe it was your first instinct, I guess. So you got, you got a couple options at least. Unless you want to like explore some of this stuff. You're also, you're also saying you've got selling not to, so who knows. So my choices are what now? So you can keep looking through these papers and binders and stuff if you so choose or these these buttons or whatever else I described or you can go back the way you came back to the warehouse floor or there's like a like this room goes into another room that you initially couldn't see but you'd have to move some of the machinery out of the way so the choice is between going back downstairs and out the way she came or going forward and moving some shit yeah, so basically to a, a room that you don't know what what's there, but you have to move some stuff, some debris to get out or back to the warehouse. I think it would, for her, make more sense that like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be brave. I'm going to try to see what else is over there. So she would be more likely to try to move the debris if she can. Mm-hmm. And if, if it's able to even move the debris enough to open a door, then she would go that way. If she can't move the debris, then she's just going to go back to the warehouse. So, yeah. So, you're moving this debris. So, it's not um, hard to do. It just it may be time-consuming. It takes uh, maybe like 10 or 15 minutes. You're like, oh, my gosh, there's so much stuff. And it seems just like also just trash has been piled up in front of this door. Like, Cool. So, but you're eventually able to open this thing, kind of a, a mirror of the room you're in, but as different kind of function, there's like the computer equipment isn't really there, but it, oh, instead of the cubbies, there's kind of like, a, say like nine, so like a square of um, computer screens. Some of them are broken, but they're kind of embedded into the wall, like about where the cubbies would be, you know, but far less, like the cubbies did that whole wall, but this one is just nine computer screens and there's like some rolling chairs that have been like messed up and uh, there's probably a big like metal cabinet that's open. If you go look at that, there's just dozens of keys. Many of them are missing. They all have little paper tags on them, like from the keychain or whatever. And they're all in like the worst cursive handwriting you've ever seen like almost is this even in english who knows what any of these are some of them are green some of them are red um, some of them don't have a color it's just like metal and they're all like, kind of rusty but not too bad not as bad as some of the other metal you've seen so far and it looks like this cabinet has been like crowbarred open as well at some point in fact maybe if you open it all the way you see like that tumba again like just graffiti on it oh where the desk is in the other place there's a, a desk there too and that foot locker or not foot locker, a 
don't know why I'm saying that, but it's just, it's just like a regular locker. <laughs> it's it's like, a, like a high school kind of type locker. There's one of those there, but this one hasn't been pried open. Maybe there is, you know, marks on it and scratches, but it looks like this this is remains sealed theoretically. But what do you do now? What are my options? I mean, you just described the whole room to me. Yeah. So, what do you think if you were Scarlet and you're seeing this? What would your what would you do here? I mean, I think the obvious choice is to explore like whatever's in the room. Yeah. So, you know, I guess opening the lockers and taking pictures and just generally kind of moving stuff around. It's not like anybody's going to be mad that I've, you know, like, moved things. So it makes more sense to just look around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this one also has, like, some random old binders and stuff just, like, strewn about and, like, just garbage everywhere. So there's that locker, I guess, and the two dozen or so keys that are just hanging in this cabinet. And these video screens are the main features of this room. And I guess there's probably a door that matches the other room that you can just go back into the warehouse if you want. Oh, there's probably that same shower, too, in the corner. I think I'm going to stick with looking in the lockers, because the keys don't really make any sort of difference for me if I don't know where they go. And I can't, I mean, I'm reading cursive, but, like, what do they mean? So it makes more sense to just look into the lockers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just the, the one locker. I was going to say it's a dial, but let's just say it's one of the keys. Like, if you want to spend a lot of time, you're like, maybe one of these keys would fit into this locker, but who knows? Do you think you'd spend that time to try and see what's in this locker? Or? So the locker is locked. Right. Yeah. And I need a key to get in. Yeah. I guess. I was going to say it's a dial, but I'm like, then that would be like an hour. <laughs> so I don't want to make it that long. How many keys are there? Like I said, like two dozen. There's like a bunch, like 20, let's say. I guess I'm just going to look at the TVs then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think and some of these are like broken. Oh, and maybe under, there's all these like VHS tapes under it. Is there like an on switch or anything that I can try? Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, okay. I like that. Okay, fascinating. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess this counts as evidence. Okay, so yeah. It's definitely more fun if it just turns on, right? So these turn on, and yeah, maybe there's one videotape that just catches your eye. And what do you think that's labeled? Something like scary, right? Or maybe not. I don't know. The janitor. Mm, okay. So yeah, there's just one that says janitor. You're like, hmm, interesting. You pop that into the little V VCR. That's what we call And let's say the five TV screens that actually work repeated on all of them right now. And okay, so it's a it's a security tape of the warehouse floor. It's from like high, kind of high above. And looking down at the scaffolding thing, you're like, oh wow, you can kind of see it, you know, with all the lights on it now. And you're like, there's several tanks. It's like a whole big system go to like 20 different tanks, let's say. And this one's kind of focused on, and you can tell it's like an automatic security thing, like the camera moves robotically, 
a little bit, and there's like three or four people on these that are in like workers like overalls or not overalls, but uh, like a jumpsuit, I guess. Yeah, that's better. Like work workers like a jumpsuit. That so these are obviously people that are working in this plant. Let's say there's three of them, and they're uh, following the this janitor who's just going walking along this, the uh, catwalk. One of them has some kind of rag and spray and is like just cleaning one of these uh, vats from the side and they kind of all walk up to him and they're walking like weird penguins like they're doing something strange and uh, you can't really hear there's no sound I guess but you can tell they all kind of walk up close like very fast onto this janitor and he kind of recoils the janitor you know he does not like them. It's very clear in the body language. Maybe they're so static every now and then you can't see exactly what's going on. But then it cuts to um, now he's like on his back, um, the janitor, and he's kind of getting away from them. And they have maybe um, like a broom, I guess, maybe. And they're kind of pointing it at him, and they're all three of them are like laughing. Then um, maybe there's more static again, and it jumps. And one of these three men that were taunting him are you just see him face down floating in the top of this tank and then you see the other the two men are fighting like in fisticuffs you know wrestling this like janitor person and this you know this mop has been broken into two like, trying to stab him or something and then yeah how do you think it ends um I feel like it would end with uh, the two men standing over the janitor and breaking the stick in half and then pointing it in his face and then the static comes back again and you just see um, the janitor in the camera screaming for help. And then there's static again and then you see the two men and they both have um, the brooms like shoved through their mouth and through their like neck Yeah. and then you see the static again and then nothing what's something physically distinctive about this janitor? Does he have like a mustache or like? I think he has like a just like a bald head mm-hmm. and like a plain beige button up you know, and beige khakis, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Interesting. So, I guess this isn't really evidence of a ghost, so... Hmm. Yeah, turn to page... Turn to entry two. The worst thing that this suggests to me, if it's real, it's a threat. If it's not real, it's cruelty... Yeah, so I guess it says, because this is just evidence of what happened before, but yeah, cruelty makes sense to me, out of those two at least. Does that um, fly with you? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so yeah, go, what do you have to do then? Turn to 20. It says to turn to page 20. Okay. Uh, so, cruelty, tell the MC closest you've ever been to death. I was in a really bad car accident before I went to college. Writing in 
the car with my dad. Mm-hmm. And again, because it's like a busier, you know, small town. I was on a back road going home and someone swerved and because it was a two-lane highway we ended up flipping the car and going off the road oh gosh and then once i came to my dad had pulled me out of the car and we were in the woods and just pretty much he had dragged us to like an old abandoned house so that you know we had like a porch to sit on and while he called the police and everything which was maybe why I liked the outdoors and the old abandoned places because I felt at least comfortable there and you know my dad was just like we had a, a safe space away from like rain and the elements at least for like a moment while we waited for the cops to come because of the car accident I had passed out and Uh, When I came to, I woke up and I was just sort of there in this old dilapidated porch with my dad waiting for the police and I had a concussion. I didn't really remember everything that happened. I just remember being thrown off the road. So it's probably the closest I've ever been to death. Wow. Was your dad okay? Um, He was fine. I think more like, um, like adrenaline had hit him. So he was able to grab me out of the car and drag us to the next you know place where we could sit and wait he had a lot of like scratches and bangs and bruises but thankfully he was actually untouched so it seemed almost like um to people in the town like it was a miracle that we had survived oh wow pretty lucky it's good yeah i was i feel like it was very lucky because even at the time Neither of us know who ran us off the road or like how we got ran off the road. It just seemed like a one-off experience where somebody just was driving recklessly on a two-lane road. But otherwise, he was kind of the hero in that story. So now you have to draw, I believe, right? Yes. So would you like to discard your hand first or do you want to test your luck? I guess I'll discard yeah, so the best you can hope for is a 6 to 12, I think. And you did. That's 11. If you haven't seen a ghost here, tell the MC to turn to 9. If there is a ghost here, tell the MC to turn to 19. So you haven't seen a ghost, right? And then I go to 9, it's it? Okay. So I think the door to the warehouse swings open. This man comes in. You're at the screen, so he walks right past you to where the locker is. Or no, he goes to the cabinet of keys, gets one, opens this locker, and takes out, um, I guess, like a gun or something. And he turns around, and he seems to, like, look right at you. And I think his eyes are mustard yellow. There's almost, like, no pupils. It's just, and maybe they are, like, almost, like, leaking. Like, as if it's disgusting, like, Dijon, like, brown mustard coming out of, like, his tear ducts. And his skin is, like, a weird, like, greenish color. His hair is, like, all white. And he's wearing one of these jumpsuits. This one is, uh, like, blue, maybe on the screen. Oh, maybe the screen is black and white, so you have no idea. But this one is, like, blue. And he takes this gun, and he points it at you. 
I think. It's, I'm thinking, uh, what kind of gun would this be? Like a rifle type thing? So like a... You know, it has to use two hands to use it. Don't you! That's what I was going to say. And go ahead and draw. And you can choose to discard that if you, if you want. Wow. 21. <laughs> Very close. So first of all, what do you what are you thinking as this happens? Um, I think there's like a combination of shock. Oh my god, holy shit, I'm gonna die! But also then like the realization of this is the person that I saw on the video. This can't be real. So like a lot of confused emotions right now. And definitely, like, um, obviously frightened, going back and forth between this is not real and this is real. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. So you get to choose between five random numbers, ready? Would you like six, ten, fourteen, or sixteen? Those are only four numbers, I say five. I guess ten. Go to ten. What is the ghost capable of doing to me? I think it's going to shoot you. But you can tell this person is, like, dead. Like, it's somehow on a spiritual level you can tell this is a ghost. But it got these keys and opened this locker and got it gun out. And this gun seems to be very real. Okay, so now I'm supposed to draw. Okay, draw. So a ten. So a six ten, so you choose two two. of those from a, a list of several. So, I think, I think probably more like my hands won't stop shaking and I'm slowly backing away. Mm -hmm. And backing away would mean, yeah, you take a few steps back and I think you hit the, um, your back up against the, the video wall. So this thing almost kind of like has you cornered too. And then it says... To tell you to continue from her place, your place. Okay. So let's see. Yeah, what's your instinct now that you're... You, I guess your options are... Because your back is literally against the wall. You can try to run past it out to the warehouse. Or you can try to run... Which would be the shortest route, but you have to go past it. You know, within like arm's length of it. Or you could run to the other side of the room, which is that side door that you came in through to go back to the, the one with the cubby, cubbies with the papers and stuff. Or um, on the sky's the limit, you could try to distract it or hide or what do you think what what do you think Scarlet's gonna do to get out of this? You you tell me if you have a better idea. So if the door is open that's right there past him, then Scarlet's going to run towards the door. Okay. Yeah, go to 12. Which is most important for me to do right now? Keep my hands steady, keep my breathing quiet, keep my eyes on it, keep my eyes closed, keep perfectly still, keep moving, another of your choice, and then draw. Oh, I, this is a question for me? Yeah. Oh, I see. Um, Ask the MC, which is the most important for you to do. Right yeah, now. I think going fast enough. So one of my choice. I guess that would be keep moving then. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, now draw. 
Right, would you like to discard that 10? Pretty tricky. Glad I don't have to play this card game. Wow. I think that's a bust. I can't do it. What happens in that case? Tell the MC to continue from their place. Who shuffled the stack? <laughs> okay, so I guess in that case, you can't go that way. Maybe he just takes a, a step to the side um, to completely block the entry. He points a gun a authorized personnel at me. What's an unnatural quality about his voice? Can you think of one? It sounds like static. Oh, from the video. Yeah, I love that. That's perfect. So, is Scarlet going out the other doorway, or is she going to try and talk to it? Are you going to take a shower? I don't know. Um, maybe she tries to talk to it. And say what? Maybe she says, I'm so sorry that I disturbed your area. I'm, I was just wandering around. I didn't know that there would be anybody here. I'll, I'll leave and I will never come back and I'll tell other people not to come back either. Interesting. Okay. I think it, this goes kind of cocks its head and I'm going to tell you to turn to page 36. Oh, now I have to draw. Wow. <laughs> Seriously. Cut him, cut him if you want. So what happens on 11? Tell the MC to turn to 23. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So I think... You're going to go to eight. Kind of squints at you with these, like, like I said, like the mustard eyes. Maybe when it closes its eyes, it, like, more of this disgusting, like, goo kind of, like, drips out. How'd you get here? What's the worst part? Tell the MC. Body, face, smell, eyes, hands, voice, or another of my own choice. So other than the eyes um, dripping, is there any other things other than like his weird like you know tape recorder voice um yeah you tell me like i you said his skin was like green and hair was like bleached almost like yellow or white does the whole place still smell like um chlorine oh yeah oh maybe like so much more now that now that he's right standing right in front of you i think at least for Scarlet in this particular moment, it's clear that he's either a monster or a ghost. So body, eyes, all of that is scary. But I think the worst part might be the voice because the voice is mm. very indicative that this is not a human creature. Oh, yeah. Like it keeps on um, cutting up almost like you're listening to like a broken radio or a staticky radio or something. So even if everything else was like, this is somebody that was left behind in the warehouse and maybe they're sick, this the <laughs> voice means there's something not human. Oh, do, does their whole body like turn to static or just is it their voice? What if it didn't turn to static before, but it turned to static now? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's like you're making this ghost kind of a question itself and now it's almost like unraveling kind of. The static is getting more intense. I love that. So, yeah, it's voice is the answer, right? Sure. Awesome. And now I'm at 11 again. So you want to discard or? I'll discard. (laughs) 
You're playing poker. You're killing. Not really. Oh, no. Now a three. So that, I think that counts as a bust. I panic and I choose one. I scramble back the way I came. Hmm, okay. Out of lash out, beg, scramble back out and throw up. I definitely scramble back out. That makes sense, yeah. So, back to the side door, that makes some sense. Do you think you're able to get out of there? Back to the cubby room? The paper room? I would hope so, yeah. Okay. So, I think in that case, go to five. I'm going to give you another progress. I don't have five. Oh, I have five. Oh, interesting. Okay. So you um, go back into this paper room and let's say you um, just run all the way back to like the other, maybe you even trip, um, fall on the ground and get back up, you scramble back up and you look to see if ghost or creature or whoever is chasing you and there's no one there. You can see into the other room because this open door and like, you can see where he was standing and in fact, in front of the other door, and there's just nothing there. What's your plan now? Um, I think my obvious solution is literally to just try to get back out the way I came. Yeah, you can easily just go right past this room back into the warehouse. That's my plan. Yeah, now you're there. So, what's the plan now? Is it to just continue along the wall, or do you want to go into these tanks, or? No, I I think I probably want to just go, like, right out the way I came. I think that um, she's not, like, she's brave enough to go down there by herself, clearly, but, like, now that this has happened, she just wants to go home. Yeah, how are you getting out of there? Um, I guess at this point, she would go along the wall and see if there's any other doors that she could get out to, maybe look for light. You can tell there's definitely no light, and maybe um, as you're just kind of I guess so you came in the one way and that that door is like stuck and you went kind of I'm gonna say clockwise and then you got to um where those two kind of interior rooms were and you just continuing clockwise or are you trying to go back? I'm trying to go back. So counterclockwise. Going back. So yeah you get back to the door you came in and it's like still stuck. Oh I was gonna say like as you're leaving um I guess maybe you never turned the uh, the security footage off, so you still hear like the faintest like um, static from that room because the door is open now, but it's like echoing weirdly. So it's almost like a if you were trying to go to sleep, it might be comforting. But now since you've heard that that ghost's like staticky voice, it just keeps on you know reminding you of that. This door still won't open. You try it a few more times, and it's, it still makes that high-pitched squeak like, oh, this kind of sounds like a scream. I don't like that either, probably. And... So I guess you go... I go to five. you made more progress. Um, sure. I guess I'll be lenient. 
is the fourth one when I flip them. Don't. It's not like being lenient. There's like no directions for me after four, so I'm just waiting. No, I, I was. It's asked if you've made more progress toward your exit. I'm like, I don't know. I, mean, I don't think so, totally, but I'm like, yeah, why not? I'm I gave you one. Trying to leave towards my exit. But you haven't quite escaped yet, but this tells you how close you are to escaping. So, a club, a heart, a diamond. Oh my gosh. And a club. Okay, so you're three out of the four win. You can escape soon, is typically what that is. So, go to 11. Okay, so you're in the main warehouse now. And was the idea just to keep going along the wall until you find something? Until I find a way out, correct. Okay. So, yeah. You do that for a bit, and then I think you just hear this commotion from kind of like the middle of the warehouse. And it sounds like the like the metal echoes of people like on the scaffolding area. What do you do? Do you um, put your flashlight there, or are you just, like, trying to ignore it? I'm hearing people on the scaffolding. Yeah. It sounds like there's people, like, shouting and, like, moving along the scaffolding. Maybe I try to flash the flashlight up there to make sure it's not, like, my friends or anything. Mm-hmm. You put your flashlight, and it's just static. It's this loud static, like, almost, like, as if instead of, you know, a vat of some kind of chemical, it's just, like, a big, huge movie screen or something, besides the just static playing. And it starts to get louder and louder. It suddenly stops, specifically for someone behind you, like, almost whispering, I mean, not whispering, but, like, in your ear, just like, and you turn around, there's this bald man in like a yellow jumpsuit. Yeah, go ahead and draw. 11, right? Is that what that no, is? No, no, one. That's one? It's a bus. This person, this ghost from behind you, flip around and you point your flashlight at it and you see also bluish green skin bald and you can just tell like instantly without even seeing that video too clearly oh this is that janitor obviously this is the janitor and he kind of grabs your forearm with his uh, discolored unshapely hand like it barely looks like a hand anymore kind of grabs that you know your forearm here like above your your elbow I guess it uh, starts to burn try to grab your you know get your hand back out of this this grip it's almost like your whole arm is on fire like from the elbow down like you can't even hold the flashlight anymore it just drops on the ground and he just kind of screams at you and it just kind of fades and it kind of like degrades into like a, a terrifying static noise your flashlight's on the floor now and you kind of see in the whatever light is left that like your skin's like almost like melting off. It's like some kind of like terrible chemical board burn. It's like bubbling up and everything. And you should go to 40. 
if I didn't over-explain that. <laughs> no, that's pretty good. I'm hoping it doesn't say, like, no, explain the attack. Hmm. <laughs> Do you want to keep your one? <laughs> As well. Oh boy, four. Four, wow. Jesus. That is still a buster. Yeah, yeah. 37. 37? Yes. Oh jeez, alright. <laughs> that wasn't a good time to get a bus. Yeah, I guess so. By that <laughs> reaction. You're gonna be left for dead. Oh, great. And you death is um so traumatic that you are going to end up like a ghost with the rest of them. And what does your what does Scarlet's ghost look like? As maybe we, we see this weeks or months in the future, years, decades in the future, who knows? Hmm. It's kind of sad, actually. I Super think, sad. Um, Scarlet probably walks around the Chemco with, like, one arm that's just constantly, like, bubbling mm. and in pain. And she's always, like, hiding. And then every now and then she'll go run to the front door and try to like open it really badly and maybe other spelunkers that come in constantly will hear like the door rattling and think it's like wind or something but it's really just Scarlet trying to get out because you know she just really didn't want to be there she just went by herself because she thought she would be brave this one time so I think she's more like a sorrowful sad ghost because she's you know slowly losing her memories of being like you know the one person in her town that got a degree and like you know might have done some really cool stuff but then she never actually got to do anything she just disappeared and unfortunately like no one in her town really went super looking for her because they just assumed she just went off and probably did bigger better things somewhere um, I love that they sold that hope at least but, you know, the sad thing is she's, like, still stuck in that chemco trying to, you know, like, live her fantasies as, like, a spelunker and, like, somebody that's, like, kind of known for doing something cool. And I think she's always just probably going to be, like, that really sad ghost that's trying to escape but never really goes anywhere. Um, turn to 46 for you. I've been murdered by ghosts. The end. Thanks for playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so sad. Did they ever recover the body? I guess her friends had an idea where she was going. Maybe she didn't even tell them she was going to this place in particular. Though. No, I think I mentioned in the beginning that she tried to invite her friends, but everybody was busy because mm -hmm. it's like Halloween, the day before Halloween. And so no one thought that she would like go by herself. Mm. And they all went to do other things and party, and she thought, well, you know, I'm still going to go do this because Constitution, like, we all mm -hmm. said we were going to do it, and and no one did, but I'm going to do it still. Yeah. That way she still had, like, something to talk about, but unfortunately she never came back. And you came really close. You got three out of the four steps there to, to escape, too. I thought for once I might escape. I know, that was close. I think the first time we ever played it, you escaped, right? No. Oh, you, you died then, too? I died. Brad died. Yeah, I guess I've never actually played this where people have escaped. Yeah. That might have been the closest I've ever gotten. 
Well, great job. I was pretty spooked. Yeah. I'm definitely depressed now <laughs> about Scarlet. <laughs> I always get too attached to these characters. Yeah, it's hard. I know the whole game is set up to uh, have murderous ghosts probably murder people, but yeah, still sad to see them go. Yeah. Any parting words? Um, sure. I think if you're like Scarlet and, you know, you're the first in your family to do something exciting, you don't have to be the first in your family to do something fucking ridiculous. Always bring your friends spelunking. Always bring your friends spelunking. Don't think that you can do it on your own just because you're an independent lady. (laughs) You don't have to prove to everybody how independent you are. You can always bring a friend. That's good advice. And happy Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Halloween. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed Scarlet's run-in with murderous ghosts. Marisa played Scarlet. David, which is me, was the MC. Murderous Ghost, the RPG, was made by Vincent and McGay Baker. Most of the music you heard was Vivek Abishak, but check the show notes for specific track titles and links to his incredible music channel. Check back next Thursday for more Scary Teens, and next Friday for more Condo Con and more one-shots, which may or may not be spooky. You'll have to tune in to find out. been acting weird about the broom ever since I got home. Ghost broom. <laughs>